You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. Hey guys, I'm Coach Ben, and thank you for tuning in to The Benchcast. If you're not familiar with who I am, I am a powerlifting coach, athlete myself. I have been able to amass an 820-pound bench, and now I am sharing my information with all of you. And I have been through our videos on YouTube and Instagram for the past four years or so. Uh, So if you have not seen our content out on YouTube, Instagram, uh, please check it out. And if it's your first time listening to us, or maybe you have been listening for a while, please reach out to me at coachben at bigbenches.com. Shoot me an email, and I will send you completely free uh, as a welcome to the podcast, welcome to the Big Benches family, our top 20 bench cues. Again, I'll send that to you completely free. Just shoot me an email. I'm pumped up today. I got a great podcast for you. I think this one's going to be really really impactful in your training Uh, because it's something that I've dealt with again myself. Uh, It's something that I've gone through, I've played around with, I've made changes to and I'd like to share my experiences with you guys. But let's get to the root of the problem. What, What are we looking at today? Are you having trouble getting your accessory work into your workouts? Okay, what do I mean by accessory work? I'm talking about that back-end stuff to the workout no one really wants to do because we're already toast anyway after doing our main work. Now, I'm talking about uh, the, the, the hip work, the core work, the isolation work, you know, triceps, biceps, shoulders, you know, all those little nitty-gritty stuff that you know, we kind of push off sometimes. Uh, I'm certainly guilty of it. You know, raise your hand if you've ever pushed off accessory work. I definitely have my hand raised. Uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I, I do that time to time. I'm not perfect. Sometimes I push my accessories off or eliminate completely. Uh, and it comes down to many different reasons. And if we're going to get to the root of the problem, if you're constantly finding yourself skipping accessory work, um, pushing it off, that's a problem. It's when you start doing this over and over and over again that it becomes an issue. Why is that? Because it would be extremely difficult to make the progress we'd like to see, or at least it won't be ideal, if we don't do accessory work. Accessory works a chance to improve our conditioning as a strength athlete. It is an opportunity to build volume. It is an opportunity to attack weak points. You know, there's a lot uh, going on in that accessory block portion of your workout that's really, really important to attack if you want to make progress. You know, the Westside Barbell guys, I, I bring them up because... That style of training is so popularized now, especially with the documentary coming out. Everyone wants to train West Side. Uh, that would be referred to as the repetition method. You know, they, they attack their, their main work, right? their max effort or their dynamic work. And then the accessories is 
all under the umbrella of repetition method. And that's when you're getting your volume in. You're, you're doing those isolation movements that are going to build up specific weak points. All right. So we need to get accessories in in some capacity. And it's when you uh, become a culprit of constantly skipping accessories and, and not really having a plan for them. That's when we run into some issues. So this happens for many different reasons. And I'm going to go over a few of them here. All right. One of the issues is just pure laziness. All right. If that is the, the sole issue, how we attack that is just by getting intrinsically motivated. All right. And that's if you're having trouble from pure laziness of getting your accessories in, then you've probably stumbled into some issues actually getting your training in, period. Okay. Uh, if your issue is just pure laziness, you don't have any other excuse. How we fix that is just getting motivated in a different way. And my favorite way to re-motivate ourselves towards this stuff is uh, because we're not always motivated to train. That's definitely not the case. I can tell you firsthand, I struggled with motivation to train all of 2018 practically. And I still was able to get the work in I needed, and I was still able to make immense progress, uh, literally, if you look year to year to year. I was still able to progress because I'd still get the work in despite not being motivated. And that motivation did come back. So it happens in waves, and it's okay to go through a period where you're a little bit demotivated. But one of my favorite things to do to, to really kickstart that fire again is to get passionate about uh, achieving a goal, really clearly define what you want to achieve, uh, come up with new goals, you know, and it doesn't always have to be a number associated at a certain meet. You can have different goals of, uh, I couldn't do this exercise before, I want to get good at doing this, you know, maybe my conditioning's been shit poor, I want to slowly build some volume up here for my accessories, you know, so Get clear on a goal, and it doesn't always have to be a long-term goal. It can be a very short-term, impactful goal that, that can really get you fired up to, to do some of this stuff. All right? Um, you know, switching your training up, doing, doing something different. All right, that's a great way to combat laziness. Usually laziness is just another word for, for staleness. All right, having to light that fire in a little bit of a different way. Okay, so that's how I would attack the problem of laziness. Uh, the issue could also be related to conditioning. You might not be well conditioned, so you might have plenty of time after the workout. You you might just find yourself completely and utterly just exhausted to the point where you sacrifice your movement quality. You sacrifice that intensity and focus. Uh, and then that accessory work just becomes subpar work anyways. And you're not really accomplishing much. You're just going through the motions. There's, you're not real good emphasis on attacking any one thing in particular. Um, just simply going through the motions, sitting around, um, fiddling on your phone, whatever the case may be. And um, sometimes it's just that you need a chance to rest and recover. Uh, and it, not just in the moment, but that main work destroys you so much that you, know, you need like a full day to recover. It can be that bad sometimes in terms of conditioning. So if you're not a well-conditioned athlete, some things that I would 
throw into your training to help with that is go for more walks. Take small walks. You know, you hear Stan Efferding talk about these 10-minute walks, trying to get them done three times a day. Uh, you know, I think that's a, a great place to start. You know, even if it's just a walk a day, a short walk, add a little length or just add some frequency throughout the day. But add in some movement. Anytime we can get moving is going to be a positive thing for us. All right. Uh, lower the volume of your accessory work. You know, not just in the, the sets and the reps, but also in how many exercises you're actually programming in. So if you have six to eight accessory movements after your main work, that may just be too much for you at the moment, especially if you're a poor conditioned athlete. Uh, you might be better off just attacking two accessories that are going to pinpoint a weakness and just hit them hard. Hit them with intensity and focus. Everything that you have left. And it's a little bit off your plate knowing that, hey, I only have to bring my focus for you know two more lifts. Let me get through this. Uh, and then I am free to take my rest and get recovered for the next session. Okay, so that's a great way to combat conditioning. All right, when you can comp- complete your accessory work with good focus and intensity, that's when you can start upping the volume again. All right, so don't consider adding in exercises, sets of reps, until you feel like you attacked what you had on your plate with good focusing and intensity. All right, or you could focus on just keeping the accessory volume the same, but taking less rest. All right, so that's another great way to approach it. And that's probably what I would consider doing first before ever adding anything is just how quickly can I go through this work while still performing it to a good standard? You know, is am I waiting three minutes before I do another set? Can I go and hit another set in less than a minute? You know, what is your work capacity, so to speak, your ability to recover quickly between sets? All right, these are things you're going to want to focus on. Having some sort of monitor, you know, those Fitbits, things like that. If you really have a, a strong conditioning goal, it would be good to monitor things like that just to see uh, how quickly you can restore your heart rate, um, stuff like that. So that's always a great tool if you're really focusing on the conditioning side of things because that very well might be your problem towards getting those accessories in and, and adding more vo- volume to your training, okay? Time. Time is another issue. You know, time is always the big issue, right? That's the one thing we can't trade. You know, we, we can't trade time. Uh, time is invaluable. We can't get that back. So if you're, you just don't have time to do the accessory work, um, some things that you can focus on maybe you just don't have a big enough block of time so by the time you actually get done with your main work you are depleted of time you have to get somewhere you have to do something uh you are you working on a tight schedule all right and make sure that's not disguised it's just being lazy be real with yourself do i actually am i waking up early enough uh, you know, if I wake up earlier, is it really going to sacrifice my focus throughout the day? 
You know, am I being diligent about getting done in the gym? Am I focused when I'm there? So, you know, be real with yourself when it comes to time. But if time is an issue, some ways you can combat that is to break up the work. And we can break up the work into two-a-days. You know, and it doesn't have to be this exhausting word. You know, associated with sports, we hear two-a-days. And it it just sounds like hell. sounds like we're going to be, you know, busting ass like twice a day. All right? But it doesn't have to be like that. We can train our main work in the morning. And then in the afternoon, the evening... We could hit those smaller accessory movements. So it gives us a chance after our main work, if time is the issue, right, we can get done with what we need. We can move on to, to work or, or whatever it have you be. And then once you have the opportunity again to, to get to the gym, hopefully in a shorter period of time with accessory work, uh, you can bang that out, add that volume in, Okay. Another way to break that work up is to do a next day type component. Uh, and this is, an, this is a favorite of mine. This is something that I start to do on uh, my heavy bench days because the benching just takes so much out of me that uh, I actually feel like I bring a lot more focus and intensity to the accessories at hand if I can complete it on a whole other day. Now, I wouldn't look to do secondary work on that next day. You know, so if you are going from, if I'm doing a shirted benching session, I'm going really heavy, and then I have programmed in some floor pressing or some board pressing, I'm going to make sure I get that in too, because uh, I don't want to press back-to-back days. I'll do the pressing all on one day, all the main stuff, secondary stuff, but then the next day, I'm going to save those exercises like dumbbell tricep extensions, mm-hmm. lateral raises, uh, some of the back work, you know, all that stuff I can push to the next day um, and attack it with a little more intensity and focus. So I'm not necessarily adding more work for myself at all. I'm just breaking it up. And it's just it's just a way to break up the work. So um, you can play around with your schedule in that capacity. And then also if time's a factor, superset. And that's really how I have our athletes train their accessories anyway is in one big giant superset. All right, we should be having maybe a block of two to four to five exercises where we just hit them back to back to back to back. And then we rest very quickly. We don't give ourselves a ton of time. Depends on your goals. Um, but boom, right back into it. All right, this keeps you moving. Um, This is how I always train my accessories because there's no dead time. It's not like I'm doing a set of triceps and then, hey, I have to wait again before I do them again or I'm not going to be able to hit the same amount of reps, right? So I can hit an opposing muscle group or, you know, shoulders or something like that. I can hit bicep curls. I can hit lateral raises while I'm waiting. So that's another great strategy if you're pressed on time to get all that accessory volume in in a quicker period of time. And right from a conditioning aspect, that's what we should be focusing on anyway. Accessories really shouldn't take up a bulk of the workout. The main work should really be the workout itself. That should take up the most time, uh, the movement prep, the warm-up, doing the main work. But then when it comes to accessories, guys, it doesn't have to be a time-consuming thing. Just superset, get it all done, 
Don't take a ton of rest. All right. And then the last thing I wanted to address if you're having issues getting your accessory work in is having a lack of plan or progression with your accessories. All right. If you lack a plan, you know, we all heard that phrase. Failure to plan is planning to fail. You're setting yourself up for failure if you don't have a plan. So if you go through your main work, and hopefully you have a plan for that, and you don't have anything on the agenda for the day and accessories, it's very, very easy. If you are going to put that on the back burner, push it ahead, very easy to do that because you didn't even have a plan to begin with. All right, and I've been there. I'm guilty as charged, guys. I've been there where I haven't had a plan, and I'll do my main work, and that's it's five, ten minutes just trying to come up with some of the stuff I want to do afterwards, and then I just say, "Oh hell with it!" You know, I'm running out of time here. You know, it's just it's better if you just have the plan and can attack it once you're done. All right, don't have to think in that moment. Uh, so set yourself up for success and, and develop that type of a plan. Uh, what accessories are you going to hit? Are these accessories going to target a weak point? You know, have a plan in place. And have it in place well ahead of time. So it gives you an opportunity to uh, think about and digest what you're going to do in a workout. You know, so you have time to prepare ahead of time with, with your mental state. I know when I have a big workout coming up. I know when I have a big volume day coming up. I'm able to forecast that. You know, we, we look at the weather in a seven-day forecast, and that's really how you should look at your training. Have that weekly forecast. All right, this is how my week looks. I got a really heavy day on Thursday. And then you can kind of prepare and, and um, you know, prepare your week ahead of time. Whether it's in the nutrition department, the sleep, the recovery, uh, movement prep, things like that. All right. And then progress on the same movements for a block of time. So don't put yourself in a position where, and I I don't want to say this is a bad thing because many athletes can can effectively switch up accessories. But this is not a way that I program for for my athletes. Um, I always have accessories done in a four-week block, and it gives them a chance to get familiar with some of those movements. They're usually movements, of course, that are going to attack weak points, so we want to work at them for a period of time. You know, and I might even extend that eight blocks. Some might be a twelve-block thing or a twelve-week block. You know, I could extend those accessories on depending on if I really think they can continue to benefit from them. Uh, but have a, a plan for the progression and keep the same accessories so you know if you're making progress. You know, if you dumbbell curled 20s on the first week, hopefully you're up to 30s by the end of it, you know, for example. So you always want to try to strive for progress, whether it's in more reps, the same amount of reps and less rest, um, more weight, you know, those types of things. And I think the biggest takeaway, if you're lacking a plan, is is just hire a coach. All right, get a coach, get someone to handle that for you. Uh, I can't tell you how big that was for me. Um, is I always kind of do these self assessments uh, when I'm going for a new goal, and I, I look at what can I improve this training cycle. 
And when I would get real with myself, it was there's just a strong lack of plan towards my own training a lot of times, which probably many of you go through. You know, we don't diligently sit down and plan out our work if we don't already have a program or template that we're running through. Uh, having a coach there to, um, whether online, in person, whatever, have someone assess your weak points, have someone review video, um, watch your lifts, have that second opinion, have that person develop that plan for you. The weight just gets lifted off your shoulders because then you are able to just solely focus on being the athlete. And that's something that has helped me tremendously. Ever since I handed my programming over to my coach, um, I have been able to attack workouts so much more intently and diligently because I know ahead of time what I'm getting into. I know ahead of time I don't have to prepare it. I can just simply walk into the gym and just do my thing. It's laid out for me. Just get it done. Be the athlete. Focus on the execution. So that's huge, guys. All right. Um, and again, if you want to join our team and get that guidance from myself, uh, you can do so. Click the link uh, wherever you listen to this podcast. It might be a link in the description. You can click or you can go Big Benches. Dot com. You'll be able to apply for our coaching program there. All right, guys, I appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully this podcast will serve you well. I guarantee probably majority of you raised your hands at the beginning and were guilty of pushing off accessory work, myself included. It's a very common thing, um, you know, for, for many different reasons as we covered. But hopefully we've addressed those issues Hopefully, you have a little spark of motivation to get after it now. Um, That's my hope for you. All right, everyone. I appreciate you tuning in to the BenchCast. Please give it a thumbs up. Give it a five-star review. Uh, Leave some sort of review. They all help tremendously. Uh, So if you're taking any type of uh, beneficial content away from this, please, please give it back. Um, in just a form of a review that much appreciated all right everyone appreciate you all thank you for tuning in this has been the bench cast